Welcome to WISE, a podcast for women introverts, sensitives, and empaths. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, business coach, functional nutritional therapy practitioner, and former private chef. WISE is all about mindset, entrepreneurship and business, food and nutrition, spirituality, relationships, and ultimately living your purpose, all through the lens of the sensitive, introverted, and empathic woman. I know you might feel like the information out there isn't suited for you, but this is because we're powerful, strong, and deep, and we've got potential. Let's begin to let that out right now. Today, I really wanted to jump in this to this episode and talk to you about the things that I think or the one thing that I think is most important when it comes to manifestation, and that is feeling good. And that is tough (laughs) for many of us because honestly, in order for us to feel our best, it's hard, meaning that we have to do things that are uncomfortable, right? We have to sort of keep ourselves clear in our minds. We have to eat well. We have to exercise. We have to have hard conversations and boundaries and all of these things. But when it comes to what I see out there in terms of manifestation and wellness, it's all about rules. And it's like, you should do this and you should never eat sugar again. You should never have alcohol again. You should um, keep yourself in this pristine form of health. And real talk, I was like this for a long time and I missed out on living my life because of that. So what I've realized is that this is a personal journey and there's no one way to do it. There's no like certain amount of foods that you should eat. There's no, um, or, or certain types of foods that you should eat. There's no certain types of foods that you should eliminate. The only question we should be asking is, does this make me feel good or not? It's a very simple question. It's a really powerful question too. So I just want you with everything that you think of, like, should I be eating sugar? Does sugar make me feel like more of myself or less of myself? For me, it's not a good thing and I really try to limit it. I do have a little bit every day, but I do that in order to not feel restricted. So I never overeat sugar anymore because it puts me in a bad state. It doesn't make me feel good at all. So for me, it doesn't work. Another thing that helps me feel good is high protein and really eating a lot of protein throughout the day. I get about 120 to 130 grams of protein per day. That's been my norm for a long time. It happens most days. Some days it doesn't, but most days it does. And I do these things to keep myself in a state of feeling amazing and being able to consider myself kind of like a vessel for the things that I want in my life and to attract the things that I want in my life. And and the reason that I, you know, started thinking about this because I started realizing that like more efforting, meaning that energy that we have when we're working really hard at something and we're trying super hard and it's our only focus. I relate to this because this is me or this used to be me. Uh, it doesn't work. Like it, if we want to, he- let's say we're like trying to heal, you know, from something and, and we're doing like all the self-help stuff. If we just 
sit there and try to read and read and read and we don't go out there and live and still have fun and take our focus off of it a little bit, then it's actually not going to be helpful for us at all. You know, so I want you to keep in mind, want you to keep in mind as we go through these things that yes, we need to take action, but it can't be our obsession and it we have to let go. We have to know that like we can only do so much. We can't control outcomes. We can only control our attitude and our effort. So we need to make sure that we are doing what we need to do every day in order to feel good. And most importantly, not beat ourselves up when things go awry or not or not on track. Things aren't going to be perfect. So we just have to come right back to it. Don't make it mean anything about us when something that we don't like happens or, or we did something that like wasn't awesome. A question to ask is, what can I do better next time? What data did I just learn about myself that I can implement for next time? Just learn and keep going. And the reason that I think that I think about this is because so many people ask me, I get so many questions around like, should I eat this thing? Should I not eat this thing? Should I have sugar? Should I not have sugar? It depends. Is the sugar going to put you in a state of feeling good or is it going to put you in a state of feeling bad? That's what it comes down to. Many people eat it and like they feel awesome and that's great. But I just want you to um, keep that in mind that there is no one answer. This requires us to go internal and really notice what things make us feel good and what things make us feel don't that wasn't right. What things don't make us feel good. I had to pause there for a second because I was like, what did I just say? So there are certain areas that I think of feeling good and just putting most of our effort into feeling good and then also like taking action on the things that we want. So the first thing is our minds and thoughts, just really being aware of our thoughts being somebody with anxiety, I my thoughts are never going to be 100% like in my favor. <laughs> They're often fearful and um you know, I jump to worst case scenarios and I make conclusions that aren't real and I do all of those things and that's probably never going to stop. So what I have to do is, and what I have done throughout my life is to develop an internal caregiver. And this, if you're a one-on-one client of mine, this is what we do. And I also talk about this in intuitive macros, but like I've over the years developed an internal caregiver that I can speak to that voice with and let that really become aware that the voice is something that's not true most of the time. And um, Melissa Hartwig, who is the, I'm sorry, Melissa Urban, who is the CEO of, co-CEO of Whole30, had a newsletter the other day that said, how do you know, how do I tell the difference between intuition and anxiety? And anxiety, or like, you know, between intuition, yeah, and anxiety. Anxiety, because sometimes we hear our anxiety and we're like, oh my God, it's our intuition and it's telling us all these shitty things, I'm doomed. <laughs> and the difference is that, and I love the way she put it because we can feel this in our bodies. Anxiety feels like pinpricks and very like scattered all over ourselves. And it feels like it has a temperature to it. And I know exactly what that feels like, as I'm sure you might too. And intuition just feels really solid. 
like a thud, like, okay, no emotion. Like this is just fact. And I, whenever I'm feeling something, I always put it through that lens. Like, is this thing making me feel shitty? Okay. Then it's probably not true. And it's probably not going to come true either. And I have to do that by learning to regulate myself and learning to bring back the voice of the internal caregiver that's going to just literally talk back to it and be like, that's not true. What's a more productive thought? What's a more helpful thought that I could think right now? And honestly, sometimes for me, it's like calling upon the universe to be like, please change my thinking. I don't know if you have heard of A Course in Miracles. That's something that I... um you know, has been a teaching of mine forever. That book is huge. It's like a Bible. (laughs) And it basically says that a miracle is a shift in thinking, a shift in perception. Everything is perception. So how can we shift our thinking and shift our perception in order to make our thoughts something that is going to be beneficial for us and advantageous for us going forward to keep our minds clear because if we are in that state of panic and chaos like things likely aren't gonna come we have to and manifestation isn't about like keeping your thoughts 100% positive because then when the negative thoughts come in which they will we're gonna feel even worse about them like oh my god I'm not manifesting though why is this negative thought coming in so we have to put our effort into just being the driver of our thoughts, which I'm going to have some sort of big content around this because I'm realizing, especially the work that I do with my one-on-ones, how much trauma and um, regulating our systems and our nervous systems has to do with this. So I'm going to be creating a lot of content around that. And I've been learning a lot about that behind the scenes because sometimes it's the work that we need to do is somatic. It's not talk related. It's something that we have to feel in our bodies. You have been there where you have reacted in a way that you feel in your body and you're like, oh my God, I'm like four years old right now. What's happening to me? I need to learn to regulate myself. And that's what I've really been focusing on over the last you know, several years is to do that but to also just bring my mind back to the more productive thought, to something that's going to be better for me than something that makes me feel like junk. So it's about being the driver of the thoughts. It's not controlling the thoughts. It's choosing the thought and choosing the reaction. I always think like thoughts are like pancakes. The first one you have to throw out, like we have to be our own filter for these things. The next area is going to be body. And making sure that you are making your body feel good and that you are (laughs) digesting your food and going to the bathroom pretty much every day. That is really important. That keeps you clear. It keeps you focused. I recommend everyone gets 25 grams of fiber per day. I recommend that because that's going to make sure that you're getting your micronutrients. It's going to make sure that you are getting plenty of fruits and vegetables if you do that and healthy foods and then having protein three times a day every meal, balancing that blood sugar, not having any food drama, protein makes a huge, huge, huge difference. So keeping that body clear and pure, this is also like the amount of food that you're eating too. So it's not like, you know, exactly what you're eating, but then also the amount of food and and the behaviors associated with the food too. 
Am I do am I emotional eating? Am I feeling very obsessed and compulsive with food? Like you know if you've been there, which I have, you know that. It sucks to be in that place and you can feel it. So to the best of our ability, how can we eat in a way that is going to be advantageous to us? How many times am I going to say advantageous in this episode? I've, I've already said it at least 3 times. And we also have to make sure that we are exercising and getting that energy out of our bodies. So movement is medicine. Lift weights, lift heavier than you think you can, push yourself, sweat, get into that state where you feel the universe and you feel God, honestly. That is going to come from pushing past your threshold and, and just getting that energy out and moving. There is nothing like that. And if you're just starting, just start with a 10 minute walk. That's all you have to do. Walk for 10 minutes and then see how that changes your life. The next thing is your purpose. And this doesn't necessarily have to be your job. You know, this could be you being a mom. This could be you being like the best volunteer in whatever you volunteer in. This could be you impacting people around the world. This could be you being a caregiver for somebody else. Like, what is your purpose? There is this big thing right now out there. And, you know, I'm in the online business world, but like comparison and, you know, people that have these huge lives and all these things. And it's awesome. But it's also like that doesn't bring happiness necessarily. Like we need money. But it also doesn't bring joy, fulfillment the way that purpose does. So make sure that you're working on your purpose every day, you know, focus on it, see what it is that you can do in order to find out about it. If you don't know what it is, that is totally okay. Notice what makes you feel good. Notice what brings you in the flow. This podcast, I am in a state of flow right now speaking to you. This makes me happy. This is part of my impact. And if I don't do it, I don't feel great. And also it's my job and my joy. And I put so much energy into what I do because I am so much of my fulfillment comes from helping you be your best in all of these different ways. The next thing is growth and making sure that you are growing and doing things that you're learning and you're getting uncomfortable and you're personally developing. A lot of this has to do with the degree to which you're willing to take risks and the the, the degree to which you're willing to be uncomfortable. Like when I really say growth, it doesn't have to be like you going to like a $5,000 Tony Robbins conference it or walking on coals or whatever it is. It could just be you becoming aware of your thoughts and aware of your beliefs and your patterns and becoming aware of them and then doing the work to dismantle them and create something new. And that happens through action. So begin to keep promises to yourself, begin to um, really, really, really show up for yourself and not let yourself down. And if you do, again, we don't beat ourselves up. We don't shame ourselves. We don't punish ourselves. We ask, what could I have done better next time to make this go the way I wanted it to? And then we move on. We learn, we get data. And sometimes we're going to be lazy and we're just going to watch TV and do nothing else. And that's fine. Also, we have to move on from these things. We can't make these events just make mean these terrible things about us. 
make sure that you're growing personally, professionally, having something that you're working towards. And as you can notice in the way that I'm talking, a lot of these things overlap and, you know, really have to do with each other. The next thing is community and making sure that you are surrounded by people who love you and support you. Many years ago, before I started lifting weights, um, I was, I had a pretty good, I've had a, a lot of friends over the years and I have a really core group of friends who are my soulmates and like sisters to me. And I've known them since elementary and high school. Honestly, these are like 20 plus year friendships and they're the best. They're my support. I talk to them every day. And then once I started growing my business and becoming an entrepreneur, I noticed that I started feeling like distant from many of my other friendships that were more surface level and things like that. So and instead of I spent time definitely feeling resentful and feeling like, why me and playing the victim mode. But then I started like putting myself intentionally in situations where entrepreneurs and people who are on a path of growth might be. I went to a lot of live events. I went to a lot of masterminds. I DM'd people on Instagram. And now I'm surrounded by people who I am so proud to surround myself with because I have also leveled up. So the people that you surround yourself with are going to be the people that have the biggest impact on you. And they're going to bring you up or they're going to bring you down. And if you are out there feeling like you are the weird one in your friend group or like you don't like gossiping or any of these things, there is nothing wrong with you. I promise. I promise there's nothing wrong with you. You just need to find new friends. Put yourself in these situations. Get uncomfortable. Go to join a gym. Um, Even online, like you can find people. And if you know, again, this can be another thing that we manifest. If you focus on feeling good, and you focus on being that person that just shines and is magnetic, then it's going to be a lot easier for those people to come into your life. The last thing that, and also we just need support. We need humans in our lives, like especially now after this year, we need the support of our people. We need to be surrounded by them. Lastly, this is its own separate category, but it kind of has to do with the others, is discomfort. We have to put ourselves every day in some sort of discomfort, and we have to make sure that we are moving past and and that feeling of like, I don't want to, or our comfort zones. And it's fine. Like If you're in your comfort zone and you're happy, that's amazing. But there's many of us who are not. And it feels shitty to be in the comfort zone, but then it also feels shitty when you're in it to think of all the work that you have to do. And this is sort of like when we decide to make a change, we're always scared in the beginning, like, oh shit, I decided now I'm going to have to actually make some changes. So I want you to keep that in mind. How can I put myself in discomfort every day? How can I get my 10,000 steps? To me, that is a practice in discomfort because I don't want to walk that much but it makes me feel a certain way in my body and it makes me feel accomplished that it takes discipline to get there. You know, it's uncomfortable for me to journal and to, you know, meditate and to exercise and lift super heavy, but I do it because it's important. I have hard conversations in my relationships and bring things up. That is something that's always been hard for me, but I do it because 
I have to do the things that make me uncomfortable, that will ultimately make me happier and make me feel better in the process. That is something to notice too. So I'm going to be talking a lot more about this. I'm going to be talking about the impacts of trauma. That might be next week's podcast episode, just like a very general overview of it. By no means am I a therapist, but these are things that I see in my clients and within myself. And unless we deal with these things and look at them and bring them into the light, they will rule our lives forever. So action step for this episode is to write down the things that you know you need to do to keep you in that state of feeling good, of joy, of gratitude, of all of these things. Even if you're having a bad day, how can you spend a moment looking at a flower and being happy? How can you do your dishes? Honestly, some of my happiest moments are when I'm doing dishes, which is so funny and kind of weird. But like, I think it's because it's like really tangible. I'm holding the dishes and there's hot water and um, it's just, it requires presence, you know? So focus on feeling good, write down the things that you know you need to do and then do them. Keep those promises. If there's one thing that you can do, it's to keep one promise to yourself every single day. That will change your life. So many of us are used to sabotaging and this was me. I know this so well and letting ourselves down constantly. It only takes one decision to keep one promise to get that satisfaction and that evidence that you need to keep going and to keep moving forward. That's all I have for you guys today. I love you. I'm sending you a big hug and lots of love and I cannot wait to talk to you. cannot wait (laughs) to talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to WISE. If you want to get in touch with me, or if you want to submit a question to be answered on this podcast, please send me a DM and follow me on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo. I love hearing from you. My DMs are always open. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, please share it with somebody that you love and leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes.